Welcome to this edition of the Golf Central Podcast presented by Callaway Golf. I'm Lav, soon to be joined by Rex. And folks, we've got a ball game. It's 11-7 U.S. at Quail Hollow after a stirring comeback on the international side here at the President's Cup. We'll break down what happened Saturday that gave the away team now an outside chance. And we'll preview what could go down in what is now a much more intriguing single session. But first... The Chrome Soft golf balls from Callaway are better for the best and better for everyone. This family is available in Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X, and Chrome Soft XLS. Each of these golf ball offerings incorporates the company's proprietary new precision technology for the tightest dispersions, consistently fast ball speeds, and total performance from tee to green. And of course, they deliver the soft, responsive feel and control that players love. These golf balls are available now. You could head over to CallawayGolf.com to see which Chrome Soft is right for you. Now, Rex, this was uh, last night's podcast on Friday night was the only podcast this week in which we did not do predictions. Uh, Thank God. That That was a good idea because the international team split the opening foursome session on Saturday. I don't think that was outside the realms of possibilities, but in one of the Americans' best formats in four balls. This is a team... Uh, supposedly of nothing but birdie makers on the U.S. side, and yet the internationals won that session three to one, and have now cut the deficit to four points. And as Davis Love the third, the U.S. captain, just mentioned, that is a magical magic number number in team competitions. What was your takeaway from today? Uh, but I'll answer that. It's a, it's a really good question. But uh, Jason, can I bring you back in here? Jason, let me bring you in here because I, I need your opinion on something. I need you to settle something for us because over the course of today, Tom Kim, the magical Tom Kim, the 20-year-old who lifted the internationals. Uh, Jason, I need, you, I need you here, pal. Uh, the magical 20-year-old that lifted the internationals. And hey, Jason, uh, just this unbelievable comeback at my colleague has gone from thinking that, huh, interesting character, fun fun to follow, to I think he actually threw the look at me Louie idea out there later this afternoon. And then I finally, would never, I, never ever said look at me Louie. And then ever. I think he fi- finally just finished on showboat. No no use for him whatsoever, showboat. So you got to break the tie here. I, I, I'm clearly not in that category. So break the tie. What do you, Tom Kim, yes or no? We down on him? We up on him? What's happening? I mean, I mean it's ridiculous. It's not too long, but yeah, I mean, what he's doing is insane, and the energy, hearing it on the mics has been been insane. I had to mess with my audio levels, but yeah, no, I, I like the excitement. So no look at me, Louie. There it is. So it's two to one. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Uh, so there it is. No look at me, Louie. You're going to change your mind about... Uh, no one even knows do. what that means. How, you, you, know, you know you're old when you say, look at me, Louie. It's a good line. Uh, the answer, I, I think it's amazing on, on a couple levels here, and I just got uh, a really cool answer from uh, Trevor Emlin, the international captain. When I asked him the difference between the vibe tonight when before coming over here in the team room and the last couple nights, and he sort of gave me a very pregnant pause, and it was kind of emotional. It was like 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Spit pregnant it out. Pause. We're all on, we're okay. on deadline. We got on deadline. We got a pod to do. Like, come on, man, get it out there. And then finally, he just spat, just hopeful at me, which I, I thought w- was intriguing to me because he, that leads you to believe that maybe they, there hadn't been a lot of hope the last couple of days. Certainly, There was no reason that. for hope. We were talking about how this thing could be over on Saturday. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to own this here. Like I kind of wrote that mathematically, yes, it's still a ball game. There's still a lot of golf to be played. But 
teams don't come back from that kind of deficit. Now that it's four points, I mean, now we can start having a conversation simply because you never know how Sunday is going to go. And I, I think we'll probably save the breakdown of the actual singles picks until after the fact, but you and I sort of traded some glances halfway through the picks, and it, it seems like Trevor took an interesting route. He probably had a game plan and stuck to it because I think if you look at the history of these types of situations, 99 at the Ryder Cup being the primary example, there is only one blueprint here if you're Trevor. It's front load. Take all of your best players, all of your players who are playing their very best this week, and put them out. One, two, three, four, five, six, and just hope they start getting flags on the board. And the fact that Tom Kim went out in the third to last group is just stunning to me. Uh, it's stunning. Sung Im is in the eighth. I mean, he's probably their best player. He's certainly their best uh, ball striker. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama has has no showed. And I understand, you know, you want to lean on the Masters champion. You want to lean on one of the best players on the PGA Tour over the past decade. He hasn't done anything. I would have preferred, you know, sliding in a Sung Jae there or a Tom Kim there and moved Hideki down into like that four, five, six area. That's kind of how I would have done it because you have to think about it, Rex. I mean, the U.S. team needs only four and a half points to win the President's Cup on Sunday. And so Sung J.M. and Tom Kim may not factor in that end result. And in fact, Taylor Pendrith might not as well. He's in the sixth match out. If you want to send out one of your big dogs, you, you got you, you to you live and you got to die with your best players. If I'm Trevor Immelman, I send them all out and then keep your fingers crossed that it doesn't come down to Amito Pereira and a Christian Bezaden who, um, who uh, both of whom sat out the entire day on Saturday. That's how, that's how I would have done it. And I thought that was a colossal mistake. Well, and we don't know it's a mistake. Look, I think this, we can say it's a mistake. Second, I think, until tomorrow's podcast, we have 24 hours to, to, to ruminate on this because you never really know. Actually, as he was kind of throwing down the gauntlet of each player, when he got to Xander at seven, you just mentioned that four and a half point magic mark. Like Xander's where I feel like the, the cutoff could be. If things go the Americans way, I would think by the time Xander finishes up his round, the United States will either have won the president's cup or we are heading to a territory where Davis love is getting very, very nervous. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Davis love strategy and it was clearly lessons learned from the oh, yeah. in 2012. And we even, I mean, we even saw it last year. Uh, at the Ryder Cup, and Steve Stricker talked earlier this week about the lessons that were learned and how they weren't paying close enough attention to make the right decisions. And so it is a murderer's row <laughs> that Davis Love the third is sending out for Sunday singles. It's JT, Spieth, Burns, Cantlay, Scotty, Tony, Xander. I mean, those are the best players on the PGA Tour this season. And if, if, it, if it somehow gets past those guys, if they don't earn the four and a half uh, of the possible seven points in that group, which I think, you know, chances are uh, they're going to get it. Then you still have Cam Young, the PJ Tour Rookie of the Year. Then you still have Billy Horschel, who uh, I'm not sure I've ever seen uh, a professional more angry uh, than he was after walking off the 18th green, marched straight to the practice uh, putting green uh, and the driving range to go beat some balls uh, in frustration. You have Max Homa, who been 3-0 and uh, so far in team play. Oh yeah. And the two time major champion, Kyle Morikawa in the 11th spot with Kevin Kisner, one of the best putters on the PGA tour uh, rounding out the back. So like internationals are not going to win on Sunday. It's probably going to be, I'm with you. I think that Xander is the cutoff, but even if it does slip past Xander, they still have some big dogs going against some of the weaker players on the internationals that uh, I think Davis love the third, even though they're quote pissed off 
uh, as Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas mentioned repeatedly uh, in their press conference. I think they still have plenty to feel good about. Well, and I think that was the cat and mouse, and that's what makes the President's Cup great. It's what kind of dragged things along. So, I, Jason, we're a little late tonight, but it, it takes a little bit of time when you have this sort of back and forth between the two captains. And it was obvious that Treasure, uh, that Trevor, I don't want to say was trying to hide Tom Kim, but it's clear he wanted to dictate the matchup. He did not want it to come down to, okay, he, he's going to throw down Tom Kim and JT's going to get it or Jordan Spieth is going to get it, or Billy Horschel is going to get it. Which the Americans of- had to have been lining up Oh yes. play Tom like, Kim on Sunday. And, and look, he's a, he's a lovable character. I'm sure you're going to sit down and write a, a really good story, but the what was the word that threw Xander? The, the histrionics? Is that, the, histrionics. Is, that you, is that what you stumbled True. Xander with yeah. tonight in the press conference? Poor guy. Yeah. Xander, not Patrick. He goes, he goes, he goes Patrick's not up here. Oh, <laughs> Xander, not Patrick. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, I, I'd like to give and take. I, I do. I don't know why that Tom Kim is in that third to last group. It, it's, I really feel it. it's going to be well, over one way. I've got, I've, I've got, a, yeah, I certainly have a big issue with that one. I have a bigger issue, I think, with Sungjae in eight. Um, sure. He's probably their best player. He's probably their best golfer on the international team. He has not played his best this week. I will, I will give you that. But he, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna get beat, you want to get beat having your dogs out first and getting beat by the Americans' dogs. That's just that's just me. Why why even put him in a position? And we see this uh, each and every year with the NCAA championship that I cover. Like you have to have your best players in a position that they matter. And to put Sungjae Im and Tom Kim potentially in spots where it does not come down not to that matter. factor yeah. in the overall result. Like what are you doing? Doesn't make any sense. Again, the blueprint is pretty clear here. I mean, go back to 99 when Ben Crenshaw seemed to figure it out. Uh, if you go to 12 at Medina, you're right. I mean, the Europeans figured it out that time around. It's a lesson. The Americans seem to have won. You look at the lineup for Davis Love tonight. He, JT and Speed. I mean, they, are, he has been, they, they have been his best performers this week. And you're right. He just front-loaded the lineup that I am just going to stack this as hard as I can, and we're going to put flags on the board, and we're just going to steamroll you. That being said, and uh, it was interesting that Davis was asked multiple times about 12 and Medina and what happened, and he kind of tiptoed around it because, because there are some shades of 12 at Medina. There is no Ian Poulter, but I would say Tom Kim's a pretty good facsimile where he, he's getting, he has gotten Facsimile. Facsimile is definitely going to befuddle Xander as well. Yeah, that's, that one's not good. Sorry about that. Um, he, he's, not as, uh, he's not Ian Poulter, but he certainly has gotten He's not as right. divisive. But he's, but he's gotten under the American but he's skin. As, he's certainly as, a, as emotional, for sure. And, like, if, and it, does, it does feel similar, right? Like, we were, you and I were both there. Like, the emotion, momentum is in there, the momentum, yeah. the feeling as, as kind of the Americans walked off the 18 while uh, the Europeans that year were celebrating and it felt like they finally had a chance. And, and once again, they get to that magic number. 99 Ryder Cup, 2012 Ryder Cup, the recent Solheim Cup. Like, it's happened. It, it hasn't happened with a talent disparity that we see this year in the President's Cup, which is why I still feel very confident that the, that the Americans are eventually going to roll. But it has happened. And so they can kind of hang their hat on that, not to throw out a cliche here. Well, and we talked about this all week long. We wanted it to be extremes, right, because that's where we live in the extremes. So we wanted it to be a blowout, like we wanted to sit here and talk about all oh, the Americans wanted on Saturday, or we wanted it to be close. And we're stuck in that gray middle ground that seems to – entice you on Sunday morning and then by the time you get to one or two o'clock you kind of you're rolling your eyes because this is pretty much over 
I still believe, and to echo Trevor's point, I do think there is some hope now that had not been there the last few days. And let's be honest, it hadn't been there for the last few months for the international team. There was no reason for anyone to come into this thinking that that six and a half point line was anything other than, yeah, seems about right. Like the internationals, they, they've had to scrape together a team. They were hit by the pandemic. Certainly Live Golf robbed them of that core that back in 2019 made it so difficult for the U.S. team to beat them at Royal Melbourne. And yet I, I will give them credit. These young players led by Tom Kim have found a way to deliver. Now the one other, the other guy that you and I both called out, the handsome face of uh, loss, I think is what you called him. Adam I, no, Scott. I, called, I called him the handsome face of international misery. Uh, that's even better. Um, he actually went 2-0 today. And that, that's the first time he's done that in a decade. I had to look that up. The last time he had that good of a day, it was over a decade ago in this particular event. It, it's the kind of momentum that, you know, you don't have to explain it to Davis because he lived it at Medina. But it is the exact kind of momentum that you can think – as the teams are eating their meals in, in the team rooms right now, both sides are thinking about it. And look, the score right now on the leaderboard is 11 to 7. 11 matches, Rex, have gone down to the 17th or 18th holes. Over the first two days, the Americans won eight of those. Today was a different story. Today was a day that the international teams finally rolled in clutch putts. They finally hit the shots that were required of them. And so that has been the biggest difference. It has not been this, this massive ball striking gap on a, on a golf course that you and I have both walked around uh, all week. Like, this is a major championship test. It is big. It's long. It's uh, pretty forgiving off the tee. The rough is, is short, but it's still penal. I mean, the, the surrounds around the green are super uh, low cut. The, the bunkers are... are uh, are, are very sharp as well. I mean, the greens are running 13 or 14. Like, this is a major championship test. And yet the internationals, despite not being the better ball strikers, I thought have really held their own. The biggest difference has come on the greens. And you saw that heading into this tournament. You look at strokes gain statistics. I mean, just five of the international players are inside the top 50. Well, you have eight on the American side. And that has really played out over the first two days. It was a different story uh, today on Saturday. I don't think it was any coincidence that Davis of the third said Steve Stricker was out on the practice putting green with a handful of his American players, making sure everything is dialed in uh, for Sunday because it is much more interesting. I will say Rex, this is the exact reason why I do not gamble because you, the, if, if you said, so if wrong you said all week long, if you said, well, that of course, but if you said the line is six and a half, like I still mm-hmm. think we're getting there. I still think this is either going to be a six or seven, point victory for the Americans. A pissed off American team is a very dangerous American team. And the internationals are still going to get theirs. They may take advantage of a, of a Kyle Morikawa or a Scotty Scheffler, who's clearly not in the best form and include the international players as well. Um, have been, have been strong this week. I think this has been kind of Cam Davis's coming out party. See Kim has certainly flashed at times. Sebastian Munoz uh, as well is a, is a, is a birdie machine. Cage Lee at times, like they're going to get their points, but I still think, and, and correct me if you if you think otherwise, I still think this is a six or seven point American win. No, no, I think there's a there's an anger on that side that's real, it's palpable, and look, all of them wanted to play Tom Kim. I think I thought it was funny when Justin Thomas was asked, you know, as the emotional fire of the American team, do you want to play Tom Kim, who has emerged as the emotional fire of the international team, and before he could even Love answer, Jordan. Yeah, well, no, even before he could answer, Jordan Spieth spat out that I think we all want to see Billy Horschel 
play Tom Kim, which gives you an idea. Like they just they there there is a level of I don't want to call it vitriol, but certainly a, a dislike that kind of came out of nowhere on that one. All right, we're not going to make predictions because we've already acknowledged that we're not really good at those. But I am going to ask who is going to be the man of the match. Who do you think tomorrow is going to be the one that's riding on the shoulders? Take it easy, Trevor. Just answer the question. Yeah, I don't need man the pregnant pause. Man of the match or best sure. performer in singles? Those are two. Those are two different questions. No, just I want one man, one man of the match. I don't need an MVP for both teams. We're not we're not looking for anything else. Just give me Justin, a man of the match. Justin Thomas is going to be the man of the match. He's four zero. Uh, wow. He's four zero in partner play. He's he leading slapped the it around today, dude. He did not play well today. He's leading the American charge. I think he'll be. Just fine going up against Siu Kim, who is as inconsistent as they come. Jordan Spieth, I don't have the stat in front of me. I am fairly certain that he has never won a singles match in the Ryder Cup uh, or the Presidents true. Cup. He certainly has not won in the Presidents Cup, which is just befuddling to me because he's a two-time uh, U.S. Junior Champion. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm curious to see if he gets off the schnot as well. I think JT's the man of the match, and I think Xander Schauffele uh, delivers the clinching point against Corey Connors, who is uh, absolutely dreadful. I, I'm going to flip that a little bit. I'm going to say Xander's going to be the man of the match, even though he lost today. And, look, I mean, a lot of things didn't go their way, and he actually didn't play all that great. He set up here and set it himself. However, that you know, the chip in on 15 is really what kept him alive in that match, and neither one of them executed coming down the stretch. And I think tomorrow not only does he get the sort of the, the winning point, but he, he, he gets it convincingly. I don't think Corey Connors has played that well this week. Oh, and I just think Xander boat racing could be a boat race. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, and I don't want to say this about a, a Corey Connors, but it, this could be four or five up by the time you get to the turn. And that kind of momentum just goes a long way. So I'm going to go with Xander as my man of the match. Xander Shuffle is the best player uh, who is here this week uh, right. he's for PJ tour player of the year for next season. Uh, and he is the best player uh, currently at quail. Hollow. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Golf Central podcast presented by Callaway Golf. We'll be back on Sunday night to recap. We'll, we're not going to do the 15-minute version, Rex. We're going to do the expanded version. We're going to write on deadline, as we always do. We'll head back uh, to our respective hotel rooms uh, and pod for an hour, since I know you guys have been missing that oh so dearly. But thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out our coverage on GolfChannel.com. We'll talk to you Sunday night. <laughs>